1: or starting a successful business, or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hi, friends. What is up? And welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. I have such an informative episode for you guys today and it is all about skin. It is specifically about acne. So I know that acne is a very, I think, just tough and sensitive issue in general. And I know how frustrating it can feel when you're in the trenches. I am not acne prone, but even when I get like a pimple on my face, I feel like it can just ruin how my day goes almost. So dealing with acne, I've seen my friends go through it. And, you know, I've spoken to you guys on DMs about it. It is very frustrating. And so I am really excited to have Kaylee and Danielle, the founders of Clear Stem on the podcast today to chat all things acne. This episode is absolutely value packed with information about everything from things that may be causing acne, how you get to the root cause, what you can do if nothing has been working. We talk about all things from skincare, like what you should look for in your skincare and all the way from there to diet, to supplements, like what you should look at when it comes to supplements, because you may be taking things accidentally, which are not good for your skin and maybe making you acne prone. So, this is such a well rounded, value packed episode that I think you guys are going to take so much away from it. And my hope is that if you are dealing with acne, this just helps you, number one, you know, still feel confident. And number two, get to the root cause of it so that it actually goes away and that you start to feel super, super comfortable and beautiful in your skin. Because let's all I remember, we're. Beautiful, regardless of what's going on with our skin. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to read out this week's review, which comes to us from Nicole Elizabeth, 1992. Sif is my queen. I live for solo episodes and I'm requesting a granular look into keeping the house tidy. Ooh, I love the 10 minute micro clean and I would love details on how you stay on top of keeping a clean home. If a housekeeper is involved, I would love details on that too. This is seriously my favorite pod and has truly added so much value into my life, especially around how to set goals and work towards them. This is such a sweet review, Nicole, and I actually love this idea. I will definitely integrate this into my next podcast episode, so I cannot tell you how grateful I am for the suggestion. And guys, if you do have a couple of minutes and feel like the show has brought you value, I would so appreciate if you took the time to write me a review and leave the podcast a rating. All you have to do is open up the Apple podcast app, scroll down to the bottom where it says rate and review the show. In the rating section, if you feel like I've earned it, please leave me a five-star rating. And in the review section, honestly, give me any feedback that you want to give to me. So anything about topic suggestions, thing that you want me to talk more about, guest requests, past favorite guests that you've had, or favorite topics that I've talked about, whatever information you can give me will make me a better host. And Honestly, guys, I try so, so hard to always improve and always show up as a better host with every episode. So if you give me feedback, it's something that I listen to. I'm always reading your comments and I just, I really appreciate it. So I hope you take the time to do that. And with that, let's welcome Kaylee and Danielle to the Dream Bigger Podcast. So I guess the best place to start is what are the top reasons for acne? Because I feel like it's still kind of a mystery to a lot of people. Like they deal with it and they're like, why is this happening to me? Yeah, everyone goes through that phase at some point in their life. And
0: for some some of us, that phase is like 30 years. So the top reasons for acne, there's a lot of them. But in modern society, you know, in America and that applies to most people, it's their diet their vitamins, and then what they're using on their skin. Acne is extremely internal and external. Mm -hmm. It's never just one thing. It's never just gut health. It's never just products. And that's what we help to demystify for everyone. So I'd say like the top three causes of acne are going to be diet. And in that is sugar you know, we all know about our glucose spikes, right? So sugar, dairy, that includes whey protein, even, you know, somewhat healthy things like Greek yogurt. Mm -hmm. And then it includes, you know, other sources of sugar that are really sneaky because our food system is just loaded with sugar, right? Food is made to be addictive, essentially, and sugar is a huge part of that. Mm -hmm. So there's diet and then there's vitamins. Everyone's taking vitamins and supplements and greens powders and Most people take a lot of different things and they're getting too much of the certain vitamins that impact testosterone, for example, even vitamin D in excess will spike testosterone and can create hormonal acne, especially around the mouth and the chin. And that's something that nearly everyone is taking. And they're sometimes getting it in more than, you know, one supplement. Sometimes they're taking three supplements that have vitamin D and they're getting a ton of it and they don't understand what it's doing.
1: Wow. So then when you do see someone, say, for example, who's breaking out around their chin, like you know that it's to do with like a testosterone imbalance. Is that what it typically means? Or is it like different things?
0: Good question. I I don't like generalizing that Uh much because then people lose the inclination to look at the whole puzzle and keep asking questions. So around the chin is generally what they're going to call the hormonal area. Basically, Mm -hmm. the whole lower face gets lumped into the whole hormonal acne category. Hormones are impacted by everything we do, everything we eat, the sleep we do and don't get, the stress in our lives, like literally. So hormones is like kind of this big bucket. And I feel like that's overwhelming for people. But if it's on the chin where you'd have a goatee, that is generally dairy or excess vitamin D interesting like where you'd have a goatee meaning it can be like you put your fingers to the like corner of your mouth down like, yeah you know it's like, like an androgen those,
1: zone it, yeah interesting right here so what so all of this like here if you break out here like this is all like the like well, the it, hormonal or testosterone zone yes and uh, yes pretty much right but like specifically where you'd have a
0: goatee right that is excess vitamin D and dairy mm-hmm. most of the time right uh-huh. and I'm, i've treated like thousands of people at this point and wow. i can say this with like you know 90% accuracy, right? The rest of it along the jawline, that can actually get into your lymphatic system a little bit more, which does tie into hormones because hormones tie into everything, right? So your lymphatic system is going to be more your like jawline, which it You know, hormonal, you know, testosterone surges can affect that area as well. But lymph tends to go along your jawline and down your neck a little bit. And it can also present as like a little streak right in your bronzer zone. Lymphatic is going to be like a little highway system. You're like, why is this inch so inflamed? But right above it is fine. Whereas strict, like just hormonal, could be your entire lower face, like everywhere that you have hair follicles on your lower face.
1: Wait, this is so interesting. So the reason I think it is interesting is actually for a selfish reason because I don't typically break out. But if I do, it's never like acne. It's like little pimples. Mm -hmm. It typically happens like over well on this side, actually over here. And then like I recently got something over here. So what do you do if your lymph system is inflamed Uh, or whatever? Like what causes it? mm -hmm. Like what happens to your lymph system to even is it like inflammation or like what causes the acne to happen? The lymph is
0: like the almost like the rain gutter pathways of our entire system. So everything kind of like impacts it a little bit. The top things that impact people's lymph are eggs and gluten. Really? Yes, and then alcohol is a close second. But eggs and gluten, because they're proteins, they uh-huh. take longer to break down. They're going to hang out in your lymph system a little bit longer and leave a little bo- more lasting inflammation that can lead to acne. Whereas if you go on a bender for a weekend, you're just sugar, dehydration, you can beat it and you know be back to normal in a week. But if you're having eggs a lot of the time, meaning like more than once a week, it can take a couple months for that to leave.
1: Oh, interesting. So then what do you recommend that if someone is breaking out, like you kind of go off of eggs? Is that really? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And we're not saying give up eggs forever because the last thing we want to do is ever create fear of food, but it's really good for people to know the culprits and the Mm -hmm. culprits in their diet. So anyone's listening, this might trigger something to be like, oh my gosh, I'm making eggs every single day for breakfast. They're my main source of protein in the morning. So it might be a great test to remove it from your system for about 30 days. And then you can slowly introduce it back in. Usually if eggs are the root cause, you'll actually see a reduction in inflammation within the first few days of taking eggs out. So give it about 30 days and when you slowly introduce it back, see if it re-flares up in that area. Another one in that area can be, we have noticed not only personally, but like friends and community members we've talked to, but have you ever gotten a rotisserie chicken and you mm-hmm. just eat like way too much in one day because you're making your salad with it yeah. and you're also eating a lot yeah. of it? So chicken can clog up that area a bit too if you're overeating it. So I notice mine will personally really flare up if I buy rotisserie chicken because I'm like just eating an absurd amount in one day.
1: specifically like chicken or Is it protein? Like, what is it about the chicken? Like The chicken,
2: it has a certain type
0: of omega-6 that's high in chicken and eggs specifically. uh, But the reason the eggs mainly break us out is because there's a few reasons. But the main one is because the albumin protein, which is the main protein found in egg whites, is notoriously hard to break down. And proteins that don't get broken down by
1: our digestive system get carried out through our lymph. So that's why that one bothers us. So you know what's really interesting? So I recently did a, I think it's called an organic test. Test. Do you guys know what that is? No, I'm so not nice as familiar it's, with that. You guys, it's so interesting. So basically it kind of shows you how you're able to break down foods, okay? Ooh, so it like tells you like how efficient are you when it comes to breaking down like carbs or proteins or fats. Yes. So important, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yes. And breaking down macros is a huge piece of the puzzle for people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, you know, you have certain people who are like carbs are the enemy, but they may actually be like perfectly fine at breaking down those carbs, right? Yep. So what was really interesting about about my test was that it showed me I wasn't breaking down protein properly, okay? Mm-hmm. So and common. Yeah, and that's something that can happen with age, but it's also like genetic things. Like I'm very, very B vitamin deficient. And so once I introduced that in and like a high dose like protein uh, breaking enzyme, like a protolaic enzyme, it really helped how I was breaking down the protein. But I think it's really interesting that like what you're saying about eggs, especially if it's a harder protein to digest, if you are someone who has issues with, you know, breaking down protein to begin with, I can imagine how that would just like, you know, hang out in your lymph system. Totally. I'm
0: so glad you brought this up because, you know, for managing glucose spikes, which is, you know, the number one thing that's inflaming everyone, like everyone's bothered by this, right? The number one antidote is to start your day with protein and have protein with every meal and have, you know, a gram of protein for every pound that Way, but if you're not breaking it down, mm-hmm. then you get this whole byproduct system. So, optimizing for digestion, yes. I believe, is like the number one step before you change anything in what you eat. Because, like you said, if you're not breaking it down, it's just going to create toxic byproducts and uh, you know acidity and all you know all the things that can come with basically the food sitting in your system fermenting and not breaking down.
2: Mm-hmm. Question for you, Sif. When you got this test done, did it show up protein and fats for you that you no, showed just it was, protein? I was, ju- it was okay. actually
1: extremely efficient with fats and carbs. That's amazing. Which I thought was so interesting yeah. because I don't know, like you just don't ever think that it can ever be protein because yeah. it's typically like, yes, like protein is something that gives me a lot of energy and, you know, like satiety and all mm-hmm. of that. But, you know, it's just something I needed a little bit more help with. Yeah, so Usually someone struggles with one
2: of them. Like in this, right, it's 2024. Yeah, Like we, <laughs> we there's a lot going on in our food system and everything uh-huh. going on. So usually someone's either struggling with protein, sometimes protein and fats and it- combination. They have a really hard time breaking down, but it's usually proteins and fats or carbs. We rarely see them crossover, but we see a lot of acne flares from inability to properly break down either proteins and fats or carbs. Wow. That is, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it
1: makes sense. Hey, everyone. It's Kelsey Kreppel, full-time YouTuber, part-time preschool teacher, and now the host of the podcast Circle Time. Join me every week as me and my guests mix the childlike wonder and conversational openness and acceptance of preschool that we're all nostalgic for with the realism, honesty, and wisdom baked into adulthood. With classroom-structured roots, we'll rehash standout moments of day-to-day life dive into buzzy pop culture moments, and really just get to know each other on a deeper level. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Krepple and follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Time! <laughs> I want to talk to you guys about like your personal journeys with acne because, you know, as I was talking to my community about like questions that they had, a lot of people were like, oh, I just got acne ran like one fine day yeah. in like my late 20s. And like, I think like internally, we feel like, oh, you know, either I struggle with acne at a young age or I'm never going to mm-hmm. get it. And then like some sometimes like it just like pops up out of the blue and you're like, what the hell do I do? So what was both of your journeys with acne?
2: Mine actually started more in my 20s. Wait, does everyone know who's talking? Do they know our voices? Oh, this, this is, is Kaylee. Kaylee.
1: <laughs> Hi,
2: everyone. This is Kaylee. <laughs> Mine actually started in my mid-20s. So I, I dealt with The What I would say the traditional teenager acne, which I didn't think was aggressive. I didn't deal with cystic acne when I was a teenager. It was really annoying. It was whiteheads and blackheads. I was put on the traditional skincare system. We all did from the infomercials at the time and then got put on a really harsh cream by the dermatologist that truly ripped apart my skin. And then it was, I always just had kind of blah skin. Like it wasn't really acne prone per se for a certain amount of years, but it was just really dull. There wasn't anything... Like, great about it. But in my mid 20s, I got off birth control. And all of a sudden, in a matter of few months, my whole face flared up, both sides, all down my neck. No. And I had, ne- I like mean, devastating. I, it was crazy. It was bright red, inflamed. If anyone's listening to this right now, I have my before and after both. It's pinned to both the top of the clear stem Instagram and then also my personal. So if you want to see like how aggressive it was. And this all went down in a matter of a few months. And I had no idea what to do. My face started to look disfigured. I started to have identity
1: crises because when I looked in the mirror, it truly didn't look like my face anymore. So I didn't. That's so crazy because when someone looks at you and that's why I wanted to ask you guys about this Mm -hmm. because... If someone looks at you, and they will, because I do, like, videos with this, like, your skin is, like, flawless. It's just bright and (laughs) dull. Like, I would not (laughs) use that in the same sentence as you in this room, right? So it's, like, it's crazy. So... This this in, like this insane thing happens. to Yeah, you. this insane thing
2: happens. My skin is going crazy and I truly don't know where to go. I'd gone back to school to study holistic nutrition. So I was putting myself through a bunch of protocols. But as far as doctors went, I still thought, well, you go to your primary care doctor and you go to the dermatologist. Like, where else do you go mm-hmm. to talk to someone about acne and what's going on? So I went to my primary my primary care doctor and I was heavily pressured to go back on birth control. I personally didn't want to, just for my own body, and I kept being told my hormones would never be balanced unless I went back on birth control, and that was the only option. And it was, no. it was really uncomfortable to be honest. Like I, I felt very pressured to say the least. Yeah, That's... to do something to my body that I didn't want to do, and I felt very guilted by it. So when I said I didn't want to do that, I said, "What are else my options?" And and actually, what's going on? And the doctor just kept saying, "I don't know. It's something with your hormones." So he wrote me a prescription for antibiotics. I did not fill those prescriptions because in my head, I'm like, how is this possibly going to help? I clearly know how much the gut and the skin is connected. I feel like this is going to cause more damage to my gut and leave me repairing it. I don't understand how this will help my acne. So I didn't fill the prescriptions. I ended up actually going to a couple other doctors to get second, third, fourth opinions. And it was the same thing. There was truly nothing else. So I decided to go to the dermatologist and the dermatologist was like, "Ooh, your skin is wow, that's so bad. Like it's one of the worst cases I've ever seen," which doesn't feel good.
1: Like you don't want well, <laughs> you don't want someone who's like not reassuring and like yeah. even if it is really bad, like what you want to hear from whoever you're going to is like, "Okay, I know it feels really bad right now, but we got it. Like, yeah. we, you, like we'll work on it together. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of reassurance that you want yeah. when you're going through something like that. That's was crazy. so disheartening. So traumatizing. And I, yeah. And I
2: felt like I felt dirty. Like, yeah. it, it's so sad that people that are struggling with acne feel dirty because you shouldn't. You shouldn't feel that way. But sometimes with the way that pe- like, it can be reacted to in a medical setting— makes you feel like it's your fault in some way. So I asked what options I had and actually what was causing it. The dermatologist had no idea. And I'd gone to a couple different dermatologists. And their only option for me was Accutane. And I had done the research. I really did not want to have to go on it. I remember calling my mom. My mom begging me not to go on it. So they wrote me the prescription. I actually started the process to go on it because you have to take two pregnancy tests a month apart before uh-huh. you can start taking it. So I started the process knowing knowing I could change my mind. In this time, I was like putting myself through more protocols. I was walking into Sephora, like asking all of the team members there, like, oh, what do you have that, that can help with acne? Because like truly, where else do you go? Where else do you go to ask questions? about it. And I left with like oils among serums among moisturizers. Like I had so many products I was testing and trying from what I felt like were the harshest of harsh to like really clean. I was like using apple cider vinegar as a toner in my face. Please don't ever do that if you're listening to this. I was like burning my face with like garlic and lemon. I was trying to go like the DIY approach. Oh. Uh, don't do any of it, please. Like let me just save everyone the trouble of doing that. So I, I was just damaging my skin further and further. It was getting worse. Everything Thing I tried. I was about to get my prescription for Accutane when one last Google search, a pub San Diego acne clinic. And I was like, oh, great SEO on that. Thanks for oh showing up. <laughs> Thanks for popping up. And I was like, <laughs> I, w- I was reading all about the testimonials and, and Danielle's story. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the first time I ever felt not alone like I had felt so alone in this process. No one was sharing about these journeys on Instagram at this time. This was like eight years ago. Like Mm -hmm. no one was doing it. So I actually, I felt so alone. And... I was like, "Oh my gosh! Wait, this 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 person had dealt with severe, more severe cases than mine. The same ca- similar cases as mine. I feel I feel like there's hope here, and and there was. <laughs> my first meeting with Danielle happened to be her last client of the day, so we had like three hours together. We totally hit it off, and my mind was blown with all the nuances to acne that truly no one was talking about, and. It's really the basis for all of our education for Clear Stem. Now is really helping that person that has gone everywhere and tried everything and so exhausted, and no one is just listening to her. No one is just like, "We've been here, like we've gone through this. We've found these root causes. Like we're here. We've also been through this too. Like we'll hold your hand through this process." Mm-hmm. And it was yeah, it was the first time I felt not alone. In That's it. and then you basically helped her clear it in what two months? You're saying? Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, that was what
1: That before and after
0: was uh, in the span of about two months. And then she she was completely acne free, I think a little before then. Mm -hmm. And then I was formulating a scar reversal serum at that time. Mm -hmm. And I was able to get her in on like the very beginning of it. Like I would get the lab samples back and I would give them to her. So I had her using that the whole time while I was treating her. So her scar tissue didn't get, she didn't get the, the, uh, box scars or the pitted scarring mm-hmm. or any of the really, really damaging ones. It was able to mitigate that. And then we did one, you know, one of the treatments that I do at the clinic is pretty brightening and scar reversing. And um, it took away her scars completely. So, yeah, that's why she looks so perfect now.
2: Wow. I can't believe it because I, like, my acne was so aggressive I was going to get those deep yeah, sh- acne Yeah, you should scars, actually like have the, the scar scarring.
0: Yeah. Especially because it was in your cheeks mm-hmm. and that's the thickest part of your skin. And yeah. normally that scar is the worst. Okay,
1: I gotta know. So if someone, because these are, like, questions you don't even understand like the number of people like as you're saying like no one could help me like Mm -hmm. literally there's four people who sent in questions being like what do I do if I don't know like no one's been able to help me I've seen like 50 doctors and like these are the sorts of questions so I guess my first place to start is what can someone do if they've gone to all of these doctors? Like, wh- what do they do? Uh, first things first, don't look for solutions in Western medicine. You will
0: not find them there. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. You need to find a functional medicine person who's going to, you know, look at things like gut health, look at nutrient levels, look at digestion, which is huge. It's I think it's criminal that our medical system doesn't look I, at digestion. I just don't yeah. even get if me the, started. Listen. It's like having I know. a gas tank <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> break down the gas. <laughs> like, literally. Anyway, I could rant about That on part two, but um, yeah. So skip the Western medicine. You're just going to get prescription writing, and it's just going to make the root causes worse. Mm -hmm. Um, That's actually what happened to me. I had to do Accutane three separate times, Mm -hmm. and it still came right back.
1: Are you joking? No,
0: and I did spironolactone like four times, was on antibiotics for years, been on every birth control. Like I went through hell with my skin and I'm still extremely acne prone. It runs in my family, like grade four on both sides. Like my dad's in his seventies and he still breaks out. Yeah. You know, I like, I have like the most acne prone skin ever. Most people don't have it as severe as I do, but it lets me know what could be bothering anyone out there and knowing like You know, if something's going to break me out, it's going to break you out. And I'm able Mm -hmm. to tell you and help you qualify that. But anyway, I lost track of the question. Like, what can someone (laughs) do? What can someone do? All right. Skip Western medicine. Find a functional medicine person. We actually saw a need and a white space in the market for that because even a functional medicine or holistic doctor, they can, you know, tell you what's wrong, but they might put you on a ton of supplements that could actually trigger acne. And I kept seeing that in my clinic, you know, over, I would just send people out to get blood work done. And if they didn't go to my person, they would come back and their acne would be way worse with some crazy purge or something like that. So we actually created a acne lab panel, you know, system to bridge this gap where we look at your blood from the like 84 different biomarkers <laughs> that get ignored by every other doctor. So we look at gut health, we look at parasites, we look at candida, mold, everything, every nook and cranny that gets ignored, we look at those through the lens of acne.
2: So speaking to that girl that's truly like, I've done everything, the first step, she has to check all of her products for pore clogging ingredients. That's the number one. Like If you go to any doctor, dermatologist, even like if you are working with a functional medicine doctor, this isn't even something that they will address, but you could be doing all the right things on the inside. And if you're still using topical products that have pore clogging ingredients, you will still always break out. So we actually created a free checker on our website so people can just Google all of their skincare, makeup, and then a big one is hair conditioner. So they also need to Google their hair conditioner any leave-in products. You just copy and paste the ingredient deck into the checker and then it'll pop up red if it has a pore clogger in it. Right then and there, you know if you need to switch that out for a non-communogenic, aka a non-pore clogging separate version of that product. So, of course, all of our Clearstone products are 100% non-pore clogging. So that is the very, very first thing to do. Mm -hmm. And if that person has also gone through our acne checklist. So again, gone through the top supplements that trigger acne in excess, which are vitamin D, zinc, B12, and biotin Mm -hmm. is a huge one. So addressing those first, and then that person's also gone through the food checklist. So the biggest ones that we mentioned before are eggs, dairy. Gluten is a big one. It's a little different in everyone, but for people who are a little more acne prone, it it can really raise inflammation levels and continue to trigger it. And excess sugar. So if this person has gone through all of those and they're mm-hmm. like I'm doing everything, I'm following it correctly, there's still something wrong with my body. We want to make sure that that person also feels so heard. So that is why we created the acne lab test because there are nuanced and there's very bioindividual causes as well. And so all the markers on our acne lab test lead back to the buckets of acne. Like is it is it digestion related just like we were talking about? Is it an inability to break down proteins and fats or an inability to break down carbs and absorb the nutrients? Mm-hmm. So is it deficiency related? Is it a drainage issue? Are your liver and kidneys backed up? Is it a parasite issue? Is it a hormonal issue? And so when people take the acne lab test uh, and then their results get viewed by our acne lab specialists, they're given their root cause of acne and then protocols and lifestyle changes that can help support those transitions. But it lets people feel heard and it allows them to just lift the veil to actually what's going on in their body
1: that might be different than why someone else's acne is being triggered. Yeah, honestly. Honestly, I think that's the thing that people just don't know where to go, yeah. and so it's, overwhelming. It is overwhelming. It's frustrating, and it's one of those things that, because it's so forward facing, mm-hmm. when you have acne, like I've not dealt with acne, but even when I have like a few pimples and I break out because of stress or whatever the mm-hmm. reason, it makes me not want to go out. Yeah, like, it's
0: pretty. It's pretty devastating
1: psychologically. Yeah, Yeah. it's really, really horrifying. So then, okay, speaking of, I want to talk about the skincare piece of Mm -hmm. things, right? Because you guys obviously have Clear Stem and it's an incredible, incredible line of products. And so if someone is wanting to start on it, do you recommend the whole system or like what is the best way possible for them to kind of integrate Clear Stem into their routine? Do they get rid of everything? Are there certain skincare products that they can keep and like integrate certain things? And like, tell me everything.
2: The very first place to start, I don't want anyone to forget before we jump into talking about our Clear mm-hmm. Kit, which is the ultimate solution. It's our four products that, that'll that help. So it's, you know, more cost effective than saying, oh, you need to go buy a 10-step routine. Yeah. <laughs> but the very first step I don't want anyone to forget is to triple check all of your products against the poor clogging ingredients list. Mm-hmm. I know I said this already, but it's so Important that we have to say it twice because you need to know what to replace too. Yeah. You might not need to replace every single thing in your product lineup, but you do need to eliminate those triggers first before implementing any new products in. Yeah. Yeah. So once you've identified
0: the problems in your routine, so you just copy paste the ingredients, boom, it tells you you're like, okay, my moisturizer is actually breaking me out and my sunscreen you know exactly what you need to replace. So even if you just replace those two things and nothing else, you're going to be eliminating the problem and replacing it with a solution. You're going to see a massive difference. Mm -hmm. Then if you are looking for the you know, entire, you know, clinical routine that's going to actually like help you age well, reverse the scarring and like actually like improve your skin, you've got to look at your exfoliants. Acne skin makes more skin protein than people that just don't break out. So we need a little bit more consistent and more just substantial exfoliation. That's why our kit has our amazing vitamin scrub. It's like this tiny, tiny bamboo beads in this perfect formula that just exfoliates all the dead skin away, but without stripping. Mm. And then it has our clarity serum, which is this yellow one right here here. Mm -hmm. It's a blend of mandelic acid, a little bit of lactic and turmeric. So it goes into the pore and unclogs what's causing the acne, which is a mix of skin protein, oil, and usually product residue, right? You have to have an acid, an AHA or salicylic in order to unclog the pore. Retinols don't do this. And that's why people don't get that clear when they're trying to use retinols. But So identifying and eliminating the problems, replacing it, phasing in your exfoliation to the point to where you're skin is happy with it. And that sweet spot is different for everyone. It's where you are smooth and exfoliated without being dry. So you can try to, you know, incorporate the scrub every other night for say eight seconds, or you can do it every three days for like 30 seconds. Everyone's going to be a little bit different, Mm -hmm. but you generally want to have consistency just like with exercise be the goal. Some people only exfoliate once a month and that would be like never working out and then running a marathon once a month. It's exfoliation should be thought of like exercise because it's controlled, slight inflammation that gets you a healing response. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different for everyone, but you have to exfoliate if you have acne.
1: So wait, if you do the exfoliator, like the physical one, do you do the uh, this one on the same night or do you split them up? I prefer to, for people to do it on the same night. Like, for example, you could do a little bit of
0: vitamin scrub and then follow it with clarity because uh-huh. think of the scrub as a gatekeeper. So, the gate is the scrub is going to open. Think of it as, you know, clearing the way into your pore, into or out of your pore. So, what you do right after that is really what matters. Mm -hmm. That's where the mandelic acid comes in. And that's why some people, you know, they're like, oh, I used a scrub and I broke out worse. That's because they were scrubbing and then using a moisturizer that had pore cloggers in it. Same reason why people break out after facials sometimes because they're getting exfoliated and then their moisturizer and sunscreen has pore cloggers. So it really is identifying and removing all pore cloggers first and
1: foremost, Mm -hmm. just like what Kaylee said. That's I mean, yeah, it's incredible what you're saying. Also, let's talk about scarring, because obviously that's like another really devastating Mm -hmm. impact of acne or even just like pimples. Like I've gotten scarring from pimples, you know, so how can you avoid that?
0: You are actually why this line exists <laughs> I am um, and my San Diego acne clinic is you know that's where I spent 12 hours a day every day for the first few years of my career and I have a ton of, every different type of ethnicity you can think of. Mm -hmm. I had a huge chunk of Indian girls that were coming to see me. I had, you know, the foreign exchange students from China and Taiwan coming to see me. I had literally everyone and they all scar so easily, not just from a tiny little pimple or a tiny little scratch, but from the treatments that you would normally, you know, look to to get rid of acne. Mm -hmm. Those were scarring them. So they would come to me with laser damage and, Mm -hmm. you know, hyperpigmentation from a a too uh, aggressive peel. Right. So I was like, okay, I know the treatments that I can do on these people are a little bit more mild, but I have to help them another way. So that's why we started making the, the what's now our Cell Renew Serum. Mm-hmm. It's a scar reversing stem cell serum that's made for acne. Wow. Yeah,
1: that's what started the whole line. And that was our only product for like two years. So then that was the thing that you were using that yep. basically made your skin like a princess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <It's> insane. <laughs> all day, I was like
2: bathing in it all day. Every Danielle was like, use this, test this, give me feedback. I was like, don't have to tell me twice. So I was loading it on my skin. Still to this day, I put it on two to three times a day. It's Same. just the ultimate... Serum, it's just, it calms down the skin. It helps reverse scars. If someone is struggling with rosacea or they just get their skin naturally gets red when they get heated, it can Mm -hmm. help just really calm down the skin in a lot of different ways. But scarring is its
1: superpower. Wow, that's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And it brightens as well, I guess, or is that not a thing as well? It
2: definitely smooths. I'd say the Clarity Serum, our yellow one, is a little more brightening because anything that's going to be an acid is going to help be a little more brightening to the skin. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for that lift in brightness. So after you do Clarity, because you always want to let an acid sit for about 10 to 15 minutes to mm-hmm. do its work, the second you put anything on top, it's going to neutralize and stop working.
1: Really? Yeah. No one tells you that. <laughs> wait. That's so important. No, such so an important step. <laughs> wait, wait. Sorry, let's just pause and rewind here. So wait, you put an acid on your face and step away? Yeah. Yeah, go do something else for at least 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Are you that's, guys kidding? No. I've like, been doing it wrong this whole time. As soon as you
2: put something else on top, it just neutralizes it.
0: Yeah, it's an acid, mm-hmm. right? So it's a lower pH than your skin. Yeah. And the moment you raise the pH, it stops doing its work.
2: Okay. And <laughs> so no one talks about no this. No one talks about, about it. <laughs> wait. Yeah. (laughs) So we always always say like, go watch, you know, almost an episode of Friends, like brush your teeth, go journal, journal, do your five minute journal, like find something really intentional to spend doing during that 10 to 15 minutes. And then you can finish your skincare routine. Okay,
1: I literally I had no idea. You guys don't even understand. And I'm like obsessed with my skin. Like, I, I can't get, wait uh, for you to shift the way
2: you do your acids and then wait and, and see how it turns out because no, you're going to uh, notice such a difference. It's
1: Yeah, it's going to change my life is what's going to happen. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about... What someone can do if they're coming off of birth control, Mm -hmm. because Kaylee, like your experience is unfortunately not unique. Like so many Mm -hmm. people go through this whereby, you know, either they're scared to come off of the pill because they just don't know what's going to happen to their skin or they come off it and it's like, you know, just all hell breaks loose. Mm -hmm. So what can someone do?
2: The amount of DMs that we get of women who insane. are terrified to get off birth control, like they really, really want to either just for their own bodies and to have a normal, regular cadence of hormone, get their hormones back, really, or they want to get pregnant and they have so much PTSD around acne because they were put on birth control at 14, 15 years old for acne. And they're terrified to go back to that place in life because acne does really take a hit on your mental health and confidence and how you show up and feeling like you're going to go back to that is terrifying to some people. So we understand that and we want to help support people in the best way possible. One of my favorite resources, I don't know if you've had her on the podcast yet, but Dr. Jolene Brighton, she changed my life when it comes to how to support people on or getting off birth control. So she talks about what it means to be on birth control and what it's actually doing to the body and then how being on the pill actually depletes the body and a certain level of uh, different vitamins, nutrients, and minerals. Mm-hmm. So if you're currently on birth control and want to stay on it, there's things that you can be doing to support the body properly so you're not going into deficiency because birth control can mask the symptoms of deficiency. So as soon as you get off it, it's like this snowball effect of everything that had been suppressed for so long. And that's why a lot of people have all of these issues when it gets off. Because again, birth control is like taking the batteries out of the smoke alarm. The fire is still burning. You're just not hearing the alarms anymore. And that's what birth control can do to a lot of underlying root causes. So there are ways, again, to support your body while you're on it, if you choose to be on it, and while you're getting off of it to make sure that your body doesn't go haywire, because Mm -hmm. it can be traumatic for your body to get off birth control might not seem traumatic for us just one day stopping the pill that doesn't seem so traumatic but to our body who has maybe have been regulated by this for 5 10 15 20 years sometimes it is a very traumatic response that can happen and when the body goes under some type of trauma it can open up the doors for autoimmune conditions. Like a lot of things can happen during that, but not to create fear in anyone, there is very supportive ways for getting off of it. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Julian Brighton is one of my favorite sources for this. She has a lot of podcasts. She has a book. There's a lot of content on her website as well to really learn how to support your body getting off it because there is a way, I promise, and you can avoid the rebound effects. So one of the things that can happen is testosterone rebound effect, especially if you were using a birth control that very specifically suppressed testosterone, the body is like freaking, it's like a rubber band effect, right? The body's freaking out. They're like, oh, I don't know how to regulate my own hormones anymore. So it's just going to go haywire until I can figure it out. So Mm -hmm. there are ways to mitigate and avoid the heavy rebound effects that are caused from getting off birth control. One of the best tools that's been helping people get off birth
0: control Mm -hmm. is our mind-body-skin supplement. It's Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, we basically designed it to be a natural alternative to being on birth control for acne, taking antibiotics for acne. Basically, all the pharmaceutical remedies for acne, we designed it to replace the need for all of those. Obviously, if you're on birth control for pregnancy reasons, that's a separate convo, but it really does help people. Get normalized, get their oil under control, get their estrogen metabolism going, get the stress, like the 5 HTP in there helps with serotonin and stress and all of that. It really helps like six different systems of the body get prepared and get back to homeostasis faster mm-hmm. after the birth control has been removed.
1: Honestly, so needed because when I decided I was going to get off birth control, I messaged one of my friends who's an incredibly talented naturopathic doctor, and I was like, I want to get off birth control. What do I do so that I don't? break out and I wasn't put on it for skin reasons I just went on it because I didn't want to get pregnant (laughs) you know but nonetheless like I don't know what when it was prescribed to me it was like college you know and you just Mm -hmm. don't know any better yeah but then like when I was in my 20s I was like no I I actually want to get off of this and so she put me on like a specific supplement which really really helped me and my skin was perfect even when I got off it and I was scared what was
2: Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's really interesting. So there are a couple hormonal herbs that people can take and I'm so glad that that one worked for you. Mm-hmm. What the information I would like to provide to anyone listening is there's Chase berry there's vitex berry, there's he, she, yeah. woo. and some people will google around mm-hmm. and be like, "Oh, this is hormone balancing, I should take this." But depending on how your birth control is impacting your hormones and where your hormones are at, sometimes by taking a hormonal herb, it can have the opposite effect in some people. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm speaking from experience, when I say of this, because I google around, I Googled absolutely. around, and I took Vitex berry. And I remember you started, fre- your skin started flaring up out of nowhere, out. and yeah, that's what it was. Wow. Yeah, and so those hormonal herbs can work if it's balancing the right hormone that's out of whack for you personally. So, our acne lab test can help a lot with that too for people transitioning off. Because if you do the acne lab test while you're on birth control, you can help see what is deficient mm-hmm. to help
1: support your body during that
2: transition. Yeah,
1: so I, I think that that's like a really, really important point mm-hmm. to bring up because again, like I think having the full information on what your body yeah. needs is super, super important. And so I had done testing as well. Absolutely. Yes. Before I got this recommendation. And then she's like, yes, Here's I was just she- going to yes. say, did yeah. you do blood work? It's yes. a very
0: specific recommendation <laughs> yes, and that's exactly. why it worked. Testament to blood yes, work. <laughs> yes.
1: Super important. Like personalized health is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's incredibly important. Yes. And I, that's why, that's why, again, like I love that you guys have this available for people to take because it's really important that they know what they should be taking, and that like it's just personalized for them. It's yeah. it's super super important. Okay, before we wrap, I have a bunch of audience questions to get through. Okay, let's do it. Love okay. this part. So the first one is about fungal acne. Why does it happen? Just just tell us about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I fungal acne is overstated in my opinion. I've had my clinic for over 10 years and we've seen a handful of cases. Mm -hmm. I think people land on that diagnosis. It's like a WebMD diagnosis when they can't figure out the other things that the other pieces of the puzzle that they're not getting. Mm -hmm. So fungal acne looks very different. It's not very extractable. It looks like a weird pattern. It almost looks more like a white rash sort of thing, like kind of like white bumps under the skin that don't really come to a head. Like it's And it'll generally be like on the chin and it can come from just too much moisture or like fungal exposure or overload in the body coming out in the skin. It looks different than most acne. But the thing that gets rid of it is avoiding sugar and, you know, looking, testing if you actually have mold to see if you need to, you know, be on some sort of diet for that. But um, mandelic acid, that is like the acid that will help salicylic doesn't get there. Mandelic does. So that's why
1: we went with mandelic. Wow. Because it is effective against all types of acne. Incredible. Okay. Next question. How do you avoid acne during your period? Oh, that's
0: the one that every woman needs an answer to. Um, mind, body, skin, actually. That's what helps me not break out during PMS. Do you uh, take it all month long? I do because I'm so acne prone. Mm-hmm. Some people just take it the 10 days leading up to their period uh-huh. and it keeps them totally clear. Well, yeah, there's a lot of different dosing strategies and mm-hmm. we encourage everyone to like be unique with theirs as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do
2: take it every day. What's important to note around your period is your body is very different that week before. Yeah. So your digestive system actually shuts down a little bit. So what normally you could eat any other time of the month and be completely fine and maybe even not break out to, you're going to be a little more sensitive around this time. So let's say you can eat dairy quite fine the rest of the month, but the week for your period, you might break out with dairy. So you need to keep those nuances in your head because the thing we want to avoid is being like, dairy never breaks me out. But I break out before my period and I'm eating dairy. So, But it still can't be dairy because it doesn't break me out the other times of the month. Mm-hmm. We don't want to think in that way because our body's just so different the week before. So things that are going to be more inflammatory and more acne triggering that week before, again, even if you don't struggle it, the rest of the month could very much flare up that week before. So we want to make sure we're getting a lot more rest because high cortisol workouts the week before our period can also aggravate acne and cause breakouts. Again, dairy, eggs, all the ones we talked about before can all be major triggers that week before. And we just need to be a little more gentle with our body. Dehydration is a really big cause of acne also right before your period. Mm -hmm. So again, just giving your body that grace and understanding it is very sensitive the week leading up. Even if we're not feeling really sensitive, most of us are. But (laughs) but even if you're not, um, we need to be, we need to just think more in tune with our body and know that this, our body undergoes this huge detox and this huge shedding once a month. And the more we can just really protect and create a safe environment for our body, the gentler the process will be. Yeah. And uh, the week before a period
0: is when testosterone is at its highest, Mm -hmm. Estrogen kind of dips. Testosterone is the main character during that week. And testosterone um, is the primary hormone that causes an acne flare-up, right? Mm-hmm. So things that spike testosterone should be avoided that week of PMS. That can include a lot of caffeine, any sort of stimulant, some nootropics, anything that's for, like, clarity, focus, or energy energy is usually going to spike testosterone. That's kind of how those things do it. Mm -hmm. And that they're going to have a distorted impact on you that week of PMS because of testosterone just naturally being higher.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, like I think that this is, I wish this was stuff that we learned in school, right? I wish that dermatologists would learn (laughs) this in school. For real. (laughs) For real. But like, I don't know. I didn't start to get educated on the nuances of like every week cuz every yeah. week it's different for us right because it's like ovulation what is it we have our luteal uh, yeah, phase yeah luteal we exactly have our
2: follicular phase and it's also Menstrual, different yeah. and our body operates differently exactly it's cra- same with me it's like only in the last few years i feel like have we all been really introduced to it unless we had parents that were really into it at the time. But no, like nowhere were we taught this in school or by doctors of how much our bodies shift as women on a week to week basis. Yeah, it's and then really we guilt crazy. ourselves that we don't have the motivation or we don't have the energy or our bodies, you know, just we guilt our bodies so much and we really beat them up when in reality, like
1: they're really special. They can yeah. create life. And we change a lot as women. Agreed. Agreed. I love that perspective. Okay. What are the pros and cons of tretinoin? <laughs> yeah. We're not fans of it. So are you asking about
0: retinol or tretinoin specifically? Tretinoin okay. Specifically. Tretinoin, hate it. <laughs> really? Retinol is a big gray category. Like it could mm-hmm. be the type of retinoid, the strength, the formula, how you use it, et cetera. Some people use a retinol that's not tretinoin, mm-hmm. which is we're talking about the prescription version yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. So the prescription version of it, I absolutely detest. I think Why? it is wildly harsh, extremely toxic. And the white one it doesn't matter if it's the Retin-A name brand or the generic one, the white cream one that stinks, that one actually has isopropyl mirastate in it. That's mm-hmm. the filler that the companies use who manufacture it. So it's got this really harsh retinoid and then it has a gnarly pore-clogging ingredient. So people will start this one, even if they got it prescribed for acne, they will start, they will purge, they will peel and yes, purge that's what indefinitely. I've heard. It and never It creates stops. the worst acne I've ever seen and it does not stop because that pore-clogger isopropyl mirastate is so Bad that it gets travels down deep into the pore with the retinoic acid and then clogs it from a deep level. And people never ever get out of the purge. I've seen it devastate people mm-hmm. and scar them permanently. That's crazy because you think you're doing something good for your skin. Yeah. And well, then, then there's the gel version, which doesn't have that pore clogger in it, but it's still extremely harsh. You know, it's like, okay, it increases sun sensitivity, increases uh, irritation, and sensitizes you to other things. It doesn't play nicely with other modalities. So you can be on that for years and then try to go get like or hair removal or get your eyebrows waxed or do something, you know, even just microneedling, right? And it completely distorts everything else that you do. It does not play nice. And it doesn't unclog the pore the way that a mandelic does. So you're trying to do this and then you can't do other things that could be more effective. Mm. So for me, it's just a hard no. Okay. Well, good to know.
1: <laughs> Last question is what is the difference between acne and cystic acne?
0: Oh, acne is just a general, you know, term for it encompasses all sorts of different acne. You know, blackheads, closed comedones, open cystic. There's a whole family of things that can go and be called be called acne. Cystic acne is the really intense, painful one. It's generally linked to internal root causes, such as. Candida or not digesting your food actually is a huge cause of cystic acne. It can be, you know, truly hormonal. Like say you're on the hormonal IUD, like the Marina. It's proge- loaded with progestin and that can throw off uh, your hormones so deep within your system that mm-hmm. it creates the cystic acne. So cystic just means that it's really really bad and it's really inflamed and you really need to look inward at what's causing the inflammation.
1: So then if someone is struggling with cystic acne, what do they do? Like what's the first step that you would tell them to take?
0: Definitely look at all of their vitamins for sure because if you are taking say a ton of B12, like say you have a, you know, a focus drink that you like in the morning, like Celsius is a good example, right? can have like a thousand percent RDB of B12, or you're taking a a B complex that has 20,000 percent, that's going to keep your testosterone spiked so much that you're just going to keep breaking out. Wow. Yeah. And it'll fuel cystic acne, right? So look at your vitamin triggers to make sure you're not accidentally messing up your hormones. And then ice pack throughout the day while you're checking your vitamin labels, ice pack throughout the day. You can do it like five, six times a day and not hurt your skin. And um, cystic does really respond well to to cold pressure. So do that. And then Still check for pore clogging ingredients because if you're still reclogging your pore, your skin might just produce keratin protein really quickly and still go cystic. You know, Mm -hmm. that might just be the type of acne that you you get. Mm -hmm. I'm in that category, right? So pore cloggers still matter. Internal triggers really, really, really matter. More so than if your problem was just blackheads. Blackheads are generally just from products. Mm -hmm. But if you have something cystic, I would say focus laser more, laser focus more on internal root causes and
1: invest in some blood work. Love. Okay, you guys, this has been awesome. People are going to learn so much. Can you tell everyone where they can find you?
2: Yes, you can find us on all channels at ClearSim Skincare and our website, com. We have a lot of great resources for you guys if you take our acne lab test or our... <laughs> No, you can definitely take our acne lab test. Take the quiz. You first. Take our quiz. <laughs> take our quiz on our website. It'll actually give you a lot of really amazing information, great checklists of stuff you can start right now, even before purchasing everything. And you can find Danielle at Danielle, the acne guru, and myself, Kaylee.Christina. Amazing. Thank you
1: guys so much for being here. This was so fun. Thank Thanks, you, Seth. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people, learn and unlearn, and have a lot of fun. See you next week.